welcome back everyone to HTO Football. Um, as ever, you can find us on at HTO Football uh, on the socials, primarily find us homely on Twitter, find our pods on wherever you like to listen to your podcast. We're there. We don't, we're not going to push any different podcast platform. Choose where you like to listen. We'll be there. Um, I am as ever with my co-host Andrew. We have got a, a lovely special guest with us today um, and what we're doing today is bringing you breaking transfer news. We're going to give you the biggest transfer of the summer. We've just not going to tell you what summer that is for a few minutes <laughs> because we're going to throw it a bit back. How are you doing, Andrew? Looking forward to this chat. Tell us, tell us, tell the listeners what we're up to. I'm doing very well, thanks. Um, so we are kicking off a new series today on the pod um, and we're going to be doing a few episodes looking back over the transfers of Premiership and Premier League history, starting today with 1992 through to 1997, alongside our uh, guest, who you'll know him on Twitter at Premiership Polls. It's Rob. How are you doing, Rob? Very well, thanks, Andrew. Happy to be here. Yeah, it's great to welcome you on. Um, ready for the challenge? I'm ready. You asked me to do something to do with uh, 90s Premier Premiership football, and I'm there. <laughs> Signed you up. <laughs> it's got to be done. It's got to be done. So let's let's throw it back. It's it's 1992. Everyone's uh, on their social media platforms. Oh wait, that's not around. Uh, we're probably waiting for Red Tops in the morning to announce transfer gossip and all the the like. Um, but obviously, the advent of the Premier League, big stuff, big time. Um, few a few big moves, and I think names that will go down in sort of Premier League folklore in the years to come as either serial winners, serial uh, serial fight starters, and or others. Um, I'll be, I'll be fair. I'll be fair to you, Rob. Andrew, let's throw it to yourself for any names that jumped out for you from the from the summer of '92 going into the '92 '93 season. Well, we're not just we're not yet on newsnow.co.uk, are we? Or uh, maybe not even teletext. I don't think yet. So um, I had to really go back in time. I was I was a little I was a little snapping three year old boy. Um, so I had to be fair to go <laughs> onto the old uh, internet for this one to get a bit of research. I don't think I could remember vividly that season to be honest but looking through the archives um i've kind of whittled it down to two or three names each summer really to sort of throw into the mix um one being shearer's move from southampton to blackburn that summer um he comes up a little bit later on which i think is a bigger transfer i think in terms of premier league history of course um but um he's the first one to mention for four million pounds um i've also got another player who will come up later i think with teddy sheringham who moves from forest um, for 2.8 million that summer as well. Um, and I'm going to go for, I'm going to save my, I've got a little random one for each round, but my... Do I save leave, the wild card then? Save yeah, the I'm gonna, wild card. I'm going to leave him for a couple of minutes. My other name would be to throw into the hat would be Chris Waddle's move from Marseille. Ooh, very interesting, very interesting. Uh, Rob, I presume, obviously, we, we're all going to come up with the same numbers for the big for the big transfers, uh, same names rather for the big transfers, but... I guess you're in agreement. Any any others stick out for you, either from memory or from research? It's hard know. to look beyond Shearer, really, isn't it? He was the big money move. He's the big name of the Premier League. When you look down the transfers, he's one that stands out because he's one we uh, we all know. He's the record goal scorer of the league. It's hard to look beyond him. Blackburn obviously splashing the cash at the time. They brought in, I think, Stuart Ripley and Henningberg that summer as well that would lead on to bigger things in the mid-90s. Um, yeah, I had Sheringham. Uh, I noticed Dean Holdsworth mm. joined Wimbledon. He was a big, big player for them. He scored a lot of goals. Um, mm. 
I'm not saying he's the biggest necessarily, but he was a name that jumped out. Um, and Vinnie Jones as well, leaving Chelsea. Oh, I have Vinnie Jones. Vinnie Jones, and as a name that clearly, obviously, isn't going to go down in Premier League folklore the same as an Alan Shearer as a top goal scorer. But when you think back to those early mid nineties, the Crazy Gang, uh, Vinnie Jones is a name that is prominent and clearly, yeah, a, a name there which is is going to stand out. Um, so yeah, for sure, I, I believe as well. I, I've, um, we've also got uh, another Blackburn splash the cash. Was it the year Sherwood came? Uh, Tim Sherwood, I believe, came six, 650k odds, 670k, and um, obviously would go on to be captain. So, of, of a Premier League title winning side. Now, I've not done this research, but there can't be many more than what, 12, 14 ish kind of Premier League captains that have ever lifted the Premier League title, given repeat winners and stuff. Roy so, King, yeah. yeah, well, well, given, given people yeah, like that, monopolizing John Terry, people like that, you know, Vincent Company. So, actually, um, you know, bless him. I'm coming from an Arsenal fan. I'm, I can't believe I'm sticking up for Tim Sherwood here, but that, that's, <laughs> that's, that's got to be a signing. Um, if you're thinking, listeners, Eric Cantona, where's Eric Cantona? We are looking at the summer primarily, although clearly that was a massive transfer for that, that season. Um, obviously winning the title of Leeds before the advent of the Premier League would obviously be on our, in our shortlist um, had it been in the summer. And a snip, I think he went for something like one and a half million which look, going back is crazy now for, for the name, for the panache. Uh, but we, we're struggling to look past Shearer. Uh, um, Shearer. I'm, I'm going to stick my neck out for Sherwood, though, to like say, winning captain of a title winning side has got, got to be mentioned. Yeah, I mean, I was I was holding, actually, I was holding off going for Shearer twice with his two moves, but um, I'm going to I'm gonna kick off with Shearer, I think, for me, for this round. Um, the more I look at it, the more it's a bit of a no-brainer, I think. Um, four million pounds. And the impact that he had at Blackburn instantly, um, and I'm sure, I think I'll vouch for him in a couple of years' time as well. But um, yeah, I, I'll, I'm going for Shearer. That's fair enough. Rob, presuming the same boat. Yeah, yeah, it's it's impossible to look past him. I think I couldn't see a bigger transfer that summer, um, and then he comes in and he scores so many goals for a, a team that at the time were near the top of the league. Um, I know he had a bad injury, didn't he, that winter mm. um, that affected his goals total. Come uh, come May, but yeah, his name stands out. I can't can't pick from anybody else. I'm afraid it's probably worth saying that the the biggest transfer that summer was actually a player leaving the Premier League. Was obviously it was well leaving the English football because um, it wasn't the Premier League until that summer. Was uh, Gaza to Lazio. Interesting that you know had had Gaza stayed in a in the Premier League. Who knows what that could look like uh, on the advert? He did return later, of course, with of course, uh, Middlesbrough yeah. Everton. Yeah. Yeah, but we, you know, who knows? Maybe the injuries, maybe the knees would have been saved. Who knows? Who knows? I'm sure not. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Also, what also became interesting to me, let's move into the summer of 93 before we go into 93, 94 season, um, was how clubs were building sides. So for a name that stands out for me for 93, 94, again, not necessarily massive, massive, but it was big money for goalkeeper at the time. Tim Flowers, um, you know, standing out for me. And again, you've got Blackburn splashing the cash the year before. Going again with quite a big name goalkeeper, they go again in 94, 95, which we'll talk about in a minute, but building towards clearly the success they went and then they had the following season. And, uh, you know, in the get rich uh, instant success world of today, you might not see that piece of the puzzle build on build on every summer. But that was clear for me for that. So that that was a one for me um, over and above probably a, a clear name. Uh, anyone else from your end, Rob, for 93, 94? I've left, I've left a clear name out on purpose for yeah. yourselves to cover. 
No, I'll play by your rules. That's okay. Uh, I had Tim Flowers, but he was actually a mid-season transfer, so I wasn't sure. Was he? he was. Oh, okay, okay. I've uh, yeah, he started time. the season with Southampton. Um, one other than the the obvious, I'm sure we'll come to um, one name that jumped out was Peter Beardsley going back to Newcastle mm, and the impact he had on that on that side and how mm. I presume I think a lot of people thought his best days were probably behind him and maybe they were winning the leagues with Liverpool in the late 80s but he was a genius player for Newcastle in the 90s he scored a lot of goals set up a lot of goals and I think he was a bigger head obviously being a local head as well I thought that was a big move for 1.5 from uh, Everton of the others uh, Des Walker returning to the English game that was that was one I, I noticed and then he obviously was he was a very good servant for, for Wednesday throughout the 90s. Um, of the others, Graham Stewart, when he, not a big name necessarily, but he had a very big impact on uh, Everton come uh, the last day of the season. Yeah. Mm. I've got Walker and Beardsley down on my shortlist as well, Rob. I um, mean, yeah, we were speaking off air just before we uh, started rolling, but these names, a lot of these names, looking them up, you think sticker books. And... Peter Beardsley, that's a name for a sticker book right there. Uh, I think I can remember having about 50,000 doubles and failing to swap his his debonair looks in the playground uh, accordingly. Um, but, um, Andrew, obviously a big name that summer as well. Yeah, I mean, it has to be has to be Roy Keane uh, moving to United. Um, seven, just over seven and a half million pounds, quite a bit of money at the time um, from Forrest. Um, but speaks for itself. I mean, we don't need to explain what he goes on to do for that club. Um, yeah, it was the, the, the real, well, I wouldn't say this, the start of um, the dominance because that was to sort of cut to come in a little while, but um, he was obviously part of that. And um, yeah, a very, a very young, very young Roy Keane, um, sort of, sort of matured over the years in some ways, but not others. But um, yeah, what, what a leader, even, even, even at the young age where you move from Forest. Um, and clearly, Nelson- Clearly yeah. not part of the class of '92, um, but but joining that young bunch and like, like you said, a, a fairly young age as well, um, which always surprises me a little bit because you kind of see Roy Keane as the sort of you know as nostalgia does this, the elder statesman of a group and and leading a team through. But actually, young guy himself coming obviously into that Brian Robson kind of mould in the heart of midfield, taking on their mantelpieces, leading the club, and uh, yeah, you you kind of think of him as a different ilk or sort of different era to that class of '92, but very much. Uh, a young lad himself and coming through and um, with leadership um, in as a yeah, massive signing and actually huge price differential between any other transfer that summer. We're talking, I think, nigh on exactly double the fee for any other player that summer. So that shows you the, 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 you know, the size of investment United were making in what was clearly uh, going to be a signing that was going to um, carry them forward to, as we know, <laughs> as we now know, massive success. I guess, Big clever signing too, to, come in and basically replace Brian Robson, who he had one that one year together. Yeah. And Robson moved on. Very clever to go alongside him today. He's had the legs, and then I think uh, Keane really complimented that. He already had experience having played a couple of years with Forrest in the English game. I think he got to the PFA Player of the Year. Sorry, um, Team of the Year, 92-93 as well. So he was he had some pedigree, um, and it, it was a signing that really worked out. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Brian Dean moving that summer, a little... Quiz question for listeners and potentially for yourself, Rob, you can sort of squiggle in the way in the background. Brian Dean is one of only nine players in Premier League history to score 50 or more Premier League goals whose surnames begins with D. 
Um, mm. So it, it's always a nice one to prefer out there. Nine nine players. Uh, we we were told that Andrew and I in a, uh, a pub a few years ago, and it's kind of scratching our head all evening. So it's a nice right. one to have. He's but, already he's already done enough homework, and he yeah talked. exactly. So do that offline. You can text us later. You can text us later. Um, Andrew, we're moving on a season. It's ninety. It's the summer of ninety four. Uh, Britpop is probably what full swing at the moment. I, I guess. 94, hazy days. We're still a couple of summers away, obviously, from football nearly coming home. But what transfers were being splashed all over the press in 94? Well, we're, we're, we're um, straight off the bat of the USA 94 World Cup. Of course. Um, so I'm just going to sling in Amakachi, moving to uh, moving to <laughs> Everton after that brilliant summer that he had. No, no, I'm joking. Um, obviously, a bit of an iconic name there. But um, I'm going to... Well, I've got my three are Dublin to Coventry, um, but I'm not sure, not too sure about that. Uh, Klins, uh, Klinsman moving from Monaco, just over two million to Spurs, which I think is probably um, up there. Yeah. Um, but you, you mentioned Sutton off off air, Tom, which I think is has crept into my list. But I'm I'm, I'm going to go for my original shout, and it's Lucas Radaby, who moves from Kyver's Chiefs to Leeds for three hundred thirty-eight thousand pounds. Goes on to be an absolute hero at that club. Um, tons of appearances and an icon and still loved today by Leeds fans and um, a, a, a real stalwart for that club for many years to come. So um, Lucas Radaby, bit of a left one, left one. I, I like, I like that. I like the name. And look, do you know what, do you know, I like that shout um, with the Klinsman shout is I think here you're reaching where Premier League is becoming a, a, a global thing. Sky Sports clearly full in swing two or three years after this, after the advent. And yes, Sutton for me is is my is my name at sort of six and a half million or whatever it was, primarily for what they going on achieve that season. Um, Rovers and as I said, that team was built over three or four years. However, the Klinsman shout and the Radaby shows you that football's coming. You know, players are now coming from different places across the globe, and including European stars like Jurgen Klinsman and uh, Premier League stalwarts that will come or go on to be. Uh, in, in terms of Radaby and from the Kaiser Chiefs. So, yeah, I, I like that play. For me, I'm going Sutton. But any other names stick out for you, Rob, that summer? I did have the ones uh, you mentioned. I was trying to decide between Dublin and Klinsman, really. But then I saw Klinsman's price tag, and he only he cost the same as Dublin did. Dublin was huge for Coventry. Um, but to get Jurgen Klinsman, who was such a, a well-known world uh, figure at the time, in, in the football world at least, for two million, um, it's yeah, it's difficult to look beyond him. I, there was three um, strikers that came in mid mid season, so I know they can't necessarily count for our team, but quite big names in the Duncan Ferguson going to Everton, Yeboa going oh, to Leeds, and Andy Cole going to Man United, and they, those three had really big impact as well. And very very mid nineties names, those guys. Um, I did have Radaby. Uh, I think if if I had to choose, I probably would go for Klinsman. I think. I'll, I'll just I'll throw my little um, reason in here for why I'm tempted to stick with Radaby. The Klinsman, the Klinsman one is an interesting one. He he doesn't spend that long at Spurs. Klinsman, um, he's there for what a season. Comes back on loan a few years later. I mean, right, yeah. if I'm coming from the angle of impact on the league, um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, but but I, 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 I agree. I agree. Obviously, a massive name coming over. That's I like us three all disagreeing there because I think they're, they're three names that are very different names mm. and all have a very different type of impact. Mm. So, obviously, you've got Chris Sutton finishing 
that the final jigsaw piece for a Blackburn side that would go on and just <laughs> just uh, win the title. Um, you know, you've got uh, a stalwart coming from a relatively unknown uh, league to become a like I said, elite captain and, and been there for many years um, and a Premier League uh, sort of pseudo legend in respect of potentially not in terms of achievement or name, but certainly a Premier League stalwart. And then you've got this European superstar. You know, you've got the slide, you know, you've got the fame, you know, this name who albeit probably doesn't have the length of tenure in the Premier League, which would suggest that he was an all, all round Premier League legend, but for different reasons. So very interesting summer. And Rob, I like your, your shouts of the mid, mid-year mid buys there because they're massive, really, aren't they? Uh, you can't look at any Premier League goals compilation and not see Tony Yaboas too. Mm. Uh, can you? So that's got to be there. And obviously it comes next year as, as a proper signing, but come on loan, I think he was initially. And Andy Cole, big money that is, isn't it? Big money, over 8 mil. I think he's moving for mid-season. 6 million so. plus Keith Gillespie. Oh, they're exactly, yeah, Keith Gillespie to two and a half. I remember the, the Keegan interview or whatever saying the only reason he sanctioned that was because they're getting one of the best young wingers in the whole of European football, whatever it was. And uh, not to pour cold water on Keith Gillespie, but probably wasn't that in the years I, to come. I liked Keith Gillespie. He's and then they reinvested player, the, but... they did reinvest the coal money the following summer, which I'm sure we're about to uh we are, but imagine the two of them there together. I mean, you, you could say it might not have worked, but equally, equally it might have brought them the title. So, <laughs> you, know, you know, who knows? Who knows? Um, well, I mean, I Keith Gillespie had a great night, didn't he, at Anfield in that thriller? Do you remember that that 4-3 classic? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he scored in the second one, didn't he? Yeah, he did, yeah. Absolutely. Um, 1995, Andrew, we are now just a summer away from football definitely coming home. We're a summer <laughs> post the World Cup. Britpop definitely in full swing. I don't think yet we've been hit by the Spice Girls, but please correct me, Rob. I know you're a huge fan. Um, please correct me. <laughs> I, I've just thrown out there, listeners. I don't know that Rob's a huge Spice Girls fan. Um, but I think that we're there. 1995. Slanders. Slanders. Uh, 1995, gents. This, this, there's some big names this summer. Yeah, I mean, core, cool, we're stacked, aren't we? Absolutely stacked. But there's the, the cream always rises to the top. And um, for me... This man probably nears the top of uh, any pound-for-pound transfer list in history, really. And it's Dennis Burkamp moving to Arsenal from Inter for just £10 million. Um, Yeah, what a ridiculous transfer. Changed that football club. Um, And I can't think of many transfers in in the Premiership slash Premier League history, really, that that have done that. Um, The whole style of play. Obviously, obviously the manager helped, but um, he just just trans... uh, I can't think of the word. Words Transform. gone out of my head. Transform. Transform. That's the one. It was tra- transfers I've got in my head. Um, yeah, Dennis Burkamp. But I mean, there's so, oh god, there's so much. I mean, Kenchelskis, Kinkladzi, yeah. Hullet, Janino, Janola, Janino as well. Sorry, I've just got to shout Janino as, yeah. as a Premier League, uh, mm. Premier League name again. That you're throwing it back. That you're looking at sticker albums or whatever. Janino, Paulista. I mean, that's a name for you. I, 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 probably, probably the, probably the first. Um, Samba star to come over, I'd say, from Sao Paulo for five million. I'd, I'm not, can't think of someone else before that. Um, and then, yeah, random like Milosevic, just a little random one for listeners. Um, come over that summer as well, but um, no, De- Dennis, Dennis the menace for sure. Rob, thoughts on that on a stack 95 summer? Uh, yeah, yeah, I went around the houses, but I can't, can't, uh. Ignore Burkamp. Burkamp's my submission, but yeah, the, I was going to say the same thing. The, the number of names who moved that summer, 
Uh, Stan Collymore, of course, eight and a half million moved to Liverpool. Ne- didn't necessarily have his best time there. Probably had his best uh, best days already at Forest, but huge money at the time. Um, Ginola came in, uh, of course, at Newcastle as well. He was uh, he proved to be a bit of a Premiership legend himself. Hullet, another a bit like uh, Klinsman. His day, his best days were behind him, but mm. very familiar face from the world of football joining this this uh, exciting league. Um, my answer would be uh, Dennis Bergkamp, though. Yeah, I, 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 again, you know, allegiances to the mast. I'm an Arsenal fan and I'm not going to move from Dennis Bergkamp. I think, again, a bit like the Klinsman one, but clearly then going on and to stay in the Premier League and to have huge success and winning titles in the years to come. But another massive name, and Dennis was at his prime, 25, 26 years old, I think, uh, coming to Arsenal, who uh season just finished, would finish 12th, I believe, in the league. So for the Premier League to have that pull, um, to have that pulling power um, to go and get someone like Dennis Bergkamp. There's some famous, which will be familiar to Arsenal fans and just weird to other fans, but there'll be there's famous newspaper articles about oh, what a waste of money he's going to be, 10 million flopping into what's he ever going to do. And obviously, sort of yeah, a couple of years later, we were, you know, instrumental in title wins. Um, but yeah, massive. You've spotted rightly, uh, uh, Rob, there's the start of the Chelsea revolution a little bit in terms of, you know, that uh, South London, you're going there and the, that continues in the summer we're about to talk about in a big way. Um, so that'll be some names there. But it stands out for me. Colin Moore money was ridiculous and I think he comes up again as well. He's always there in terms of the 90s, big money, potentially more than he was worth. But yeah, that, that for me makes sense. We Can could- I say about Bergkamp, what I really like is when, when you look at the squads and the, the Arsenal bringing in Bergkamp and Spurs bringing in Klinsman, Chelsea bringing in Hullet, and I like to see the, the very, very English uh, average player still in the squad. So you've got like Bergkamp passing over to Paul Shaw on the left and Steve Morrow. And, <laughs> and then at Chelsea, you'll have Ruth Hullet competing with like Craig Burley and Scott Minto. And I really love the, the dichotomy of, of the bog standard English players. You've got these big names who have done it at World Cups. So I really enjoy that. Mm. No, you're right, and and also still going for money, and you know, uh, still going for quite big money. Those quite I mean, it's, average players is hard. They're far better the football than I've ever been and or ever will be. Uh, but you're right in terms of like we're talking that level of technical ability, superstars on the world stage, and yet not only have the squads really split between these superstars and probably just sort of fairly average English players, but also there's there seem to be there's still this UK slash English tax. On transfers, which kind of exists even still today, where you're seeing players go at weight at fees that you can go and get something equivalent on the continent for for a lot less money. You know that that summer shows you, and we obviously said Colomores, I think the potentially mm. biggest with add-ons um, by that summer. Um, yeah, there's a few others, wasn't there? Um, people like that. That, 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 that. Sorry, Tom, go on. No, no, I was just saying there's a few others that summer. Arsenal actually went big on another. Um, English player that summer, although coming back from the continent in David Platt. So we were splashing cash that summer. Yeah, six yeah, and a half million. That, it was the, it's that era of the 90s as well. We've spoken about this on a previous pod, haven't we, Tom, with the um, looking at the Galazzo um, episode where the, the mid 90s, we had that blend in this country, didn't we, of that sort of brute British force with these players coming over. The Janinos Burkamps are turning up like, wow, like what's this is on our doorstep. We, we were watching it on TV and now it's coming to our front. So it's um, a really, a really, Beautiful time of the 90s, which is why I think fans of our sort of generation really hark back to that because um, the blend was there, wasn't it? I'm sure it's just what all fans do about whenever, whatever era they then themselves as an individual were about 8 to 20, 21, I before life got real and 
bills came stress you know whatever era that was i'm sure they waxed lyrical about it but i do agree with you i do feel like the uh sort of mid to late 90s and potentially the early 2000s were just this great perfect match of the money had come it was a super super stardom but equally it, it was still felt quite um you know you felt in touch with the with your fan base and you felt that you could you know you could still imagine a career there um you know we always talk about it on on this pod when we've, we've when we've done arsenal deep dives previously but post our title wins in 89 91 and 98 the scenes of the players like celebrating with the fans literally with the fans you wouldn't see that now other than a bus parade but i mean like arm and arm in pubs and clubs and stuff like that. you just wouldn't get that and so there was this really nice mix um 1996 97 andrew again there's a there's a few there's a few names that prop up here um but again the, the trend continues superstars of uh of our telly or late night telly when we can tune into italian or spanish or whatever football and um, they're all arriving still aren't they they sure are um from everywhere um sorry and just to just to remind everyone 96 was obviously the summer the football came in so uh, yeah, yeah i mean um again that so there's the alan shearer move to newcastle which we've alluded to earlier um we've also got some stars you know uh, rob mentions hullet the summer before we've got Ravinelli and Viali coming over, um, jetting over from from Italy. But um, for me, it's another Arsenal. It's another Arsenal swoop here that does the job. Um, a player who will would challenge Burkamp in terms of pound for pound, uh, best transfer of, of all time in Premier League history um, for half the fee that Burkamp came over for, um, and it's Vieira's move from Milan uh, to Arsenal. Um, and yeah, arguably the, the greatest Premier League captain of all time, in my opinion. Uh, that's obviously um, stacked with bias. <laughs> but, um, day, isn't it? Yeah. That's a pod for another yeah. day. I mean, there's heavily stacked with bias there, but um, I would vouch for that all day long. Um, oh, you know and I mean. a player I went, I, I remember, I think we were both there, Tom, that night. He made his debut against Sheffield Wednesday, beating 4-1. Four one. Four I think, yeah, think right, he got a couple, but um, the error came on and just completely immediately stole the show and showed what he was what he was about to do for the next what uh 10 years or so just shy of that so um yeah patrick vieira um from a personal perspective patrick vieira absolutely stands out um as you said um I'll take the debate on a greatest captain, but certainly Arsenal's most important player for the next 10 years. Potentially not their best when you have Dennis Bergkamp, Thierry Henry there, but their most important one. Um, we always whack lyrical that, the fact that his last kick in 2005, Arsenal win the FA Cup on penalties, and then we didn't win enough, and then he leaves the club, and we don't win a trophy for nine years. So that is literally the impact that the guy had. However, that, that sheer of fear as well, it's groundbreaking, isn't it? It's massive. Six, uh, 15 and a half, 16 million, something like that. The 15 million man in Newcastle, that for me is huge. Um, uh, and the Italian, the Italians keep on arriving in, in, uh, in South London to Chelsea as well, don't they, Rob? Yeah, yeah, I have Zola written down. Um, Andy Matteo came that summer as well. Um, and then, of course, there was uh, the White Feather arrived on side didn't he, as well, to join Janino and Emerson arrived, yeah. I think, that summer. So he was a um, another one, one hit wonder, as it were, that season. He was, mm. I think, he came back with Derby County, didn't he, later on? But mm. that, mm. he was just with Borough for one season before they. Well, I think uh, Borough's season that year was another pod, maybe two, maybe three yeah. pods. I think <laughs> he had all kinds of things happening. Um, yeah, Di Matteo, I had. Um, 
I mean, my answer is Shearer because the, the, the fee just blew everything out of the water. He was coming off being a top scorer at a major international tournament. He was a huge name going back to Newcastle, who at the time were a force. They were one of the bigger clubs looking at um, the title and hoping to, to get there. And that could have been the, the, the step that got them a little bit closer. And it did, not quite close enough. Um, but yeah, there's, there's someone going for 15 million, I think, is, is difficult to look beyond that. Um, a couple yeah, of other I'm names right. I just to throw into the mix. Um, obviously made made my call, but and I, I completely get the whole share of thing. I mean, probably the biggest transfer of the summer for sure. Um, I think I've just sort of gone for more of the, the best one in terms of price and value. Um, but Solskjaer moved to United from Molder for two mil, uh, which was a bit of a snip. The super sub, um, which had, who had, who had a huge impact at that club in lots of different competitions. Um, and Noel Quinn as well, just to throw him into the mix um, for Sunderland fans out there as well. Yeah, and I, I believe I'm right. I'm trying to check my triple check my stats. But what I, what I really enjoyed doing the ex- this exercise was the, the the big names obviously stand out. Um, they were the ones that went on to achieve what everyone thought they would. But actually, there's also some names in there that potentially you thought were going to go and be big things. Um, Andy Booth going to Sheffield Wednesday was a tip at the time. You know, fairly young striker, 22, 23, uh, sort of three odd million, um, you know, up and coming. That's a striker that could go on and do really great things. I've got one later, I think 97, 98, and uh, David Hurst at the end of his career, another player that 10 years earlier was tipped to do so many things. Um, so that's what I really enjoyed about this challenge. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Andy Booth should be uh, in the discussion for the biggest transfer that summer. <laughs> I think, when I think you're talking, scored, I think I think he scored that night with uh, Vieira's debut. So there is you a know, bit of a synchronicity. There. Yeah, <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong. You know, there's names there that would obviously blame out the water, but I really enjoyed that seeing those those signings that had careers gone a different way. We could be talking about. Um, but yeah, I mean, the the Shearer one. If you look at probably European football time, like you said, top scorer Euro '96. I think Ferguson's on record as saying he tried to get him United a few times. Um, to come to United and maybe we I think maybe we being the footballing world would look at Alan Shearer in a very different way had he gone to Man United and won a hat full of trophies I think he is very well respected but probably still underappreciated even by myself I still you know if I'm doing a list of the top strikers in the Premier League he's obviously there but he could have you know could have maybe owned that um, category had he gone and won a few um, few titles to add to his Blackburn days um, massive some of that like you said uh, Italian Revolution, Chelsea continued, um, Di Matteo, uh, Zola joining, I think, slightly later in the summer, but slash winter, but Viali, yeah, massive. Um, 97, Andrew, 97, 98 campaign was obviously a fantastic one for us, but um, some big names in general again. I say I've got I've got um, Overmars down, but I'm not going to do an, I'm not going to do another Arsenal three in a row. That just then it, <laughs> listen, Overmars as well. I was going to say listeners will, will switch off. Um, and yeah, next summer it's uh, Christopher Ray. <laughs> um, <laughs> actually, that was this summer. Um, that was nice, haven't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, scored a big goal in the FA Cup semi final. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. Um, uh, hard one. I found this hard. Um, I've got a few for different reasons. Um, struggling to struggling to settle on one. Um, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank moves from Bovista for two and a half million um, that, that that summer, who obviously went on to have a great career in the Premier League for a few for a few clubs. The Canio moves on a free from Celtic to Sheffield Wednesday. Um, Robbie Savage moves from Crew at a young age um, to go on to have a, an illustrious uh, Premier League career and pundit career as well. Um, Sheringham moves to United. Um, Shea Given. Moves to Black, but moves from Blackburn. Sorry, just two and a half million 
um, who went on to have obviously a really good career as a goalkeeper. But over Mars, seven million. I mean, well, that's a great signing, isn't it? You've got Ginola in there as well. I'm struggling here. I had Shea Given as my answer, I think, for one and a half million to go then and be Newcastle's number one for 10 years. Well, during a good period too, they maybe maybe they weren't necessarily as um, potent as they were in the mid-90s, but uh, under Bobby Robson in the 2000s, qualifying for the Champions League on a regular basis. He played a lot of football up there, kept Steve Harper on the bench for about 35 years. Uh, at one, one and a half million, I think he, he would be my uh, submission. Mm. Yeah, so I think a few of these I've tried to sort of my theme was the impact they had on the league, I think, um, for, for a lot of these choices. And um, that's a great shout, I think. I mean, Sheringham's, yeah, you like, Sheringham's you like a hard one, one to big. overlook as well, though. Yeah, Sheringham was big. But again, I think, yeah, I know he was big, obviously. And he played a massive part in the United uh, treble as well, as we all know. Um, what, what again struck me about this summer was that the, the, the amount of money was clearly really pumping through the league. The amount of six, seven five, six, seven million pound players, some very good, some not so great, names that you'd forget unless you were researching this podcast. And so, again, that money was clearly rife. I think Chelsea going to spend quite a lot of money on Graham Lasseau, don't they? And again, Mm -hmm. you're talking to get a left back in at seven, Mm -hmm. eight, nine million or whatever it was. It was was, was up high single digits and it was nearly there. I mean, you you wouldn't think it was ridiculously underpaid to go and buy a left back now for nine million. You know, but it's, it's in the market somewhere. So it's not like, and that's, you know, we're talking 25 years ago. So actually, you know, that was, there was a lot of money they were starting to spend clubs. Mm. Um, I, I don't disagree with the given shout. I think had he stayed longer, and I will put an, another Arsenal name there, the Petit um, signing was fantastic. Obviously, went on to win the World Cup as well as double there for Arsenal that year. Jimmy Floyd, it's a big year. Um, I've I, I called out as well the um, Ginolas um, mm. and Les moves from Newcastle to Spurs in the same summer. And Andrew and I were commenting off offline before we, we jumped on, saying how 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 that's quite a rare beast these days to go and get you know big club to big club, go and get nick two of your big names. And I know you could slightly say both wrong side of twenty seven ish, like twenty eight, twenty nine years old at the time. I can't remember, um, but it's not like. Liverpool going and taking loads of players from Southampton over the years, over the last five years. Yeah. Um, you know, it's two big names going in the same summer to the same club, which would, uh, yeah. Uh, you could so. argue it's the other way around because Newcastle were certainly finishing higher than Spurs in the mid nineties yeah. at the time. It was almost like exactly. Spurs had pulled up a real, a real coup there because Ferdinand and Ginola were first team automatic picks. I would, I would argue, and they went, uh, they went there and, and sorry, Newcastle replaced them with John Barnes and Ian Rush. I think they wanted to go to win trophies, didn't they? So <laughs> they, struggled. Well, you, they would have struggled either way, wouldn't they? Then, to be fair, but you're right, and they're replacing them there again. You psyche of a club, and Newcastle fans might know better. Maybe at this point, Newcastle was starting to get a little bit desperate, had been had three or four seasons of brilliant attacking teams and not quite getting over the line. And what you're replacing there is two good players with two experienced players who used to be very good. Do you know, maybe they're trying to get something over the line and maybe it doesn't happen. Uh, Ginola's fee is quite low, um, so I don't know the politics there. Maybe something was up. Um, I have to kind of agree, though. In terms of impact on the game, there was a lot of stars that moved that summer, but they were the biggest ones, your Overmars and your, your Petits. And, Antilio Lombardo. Yeah, the, the big names weren't necessarily Premier League legends in the years to come. Whereas, yeah, 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 I really like the shout. I really like given as a, as a shout there because I think it's it's a great transfer because it, this is why it's so nice to do this this sort of series really because 
in hindsight, I mean, every transfer this day and age, you know, like we're all scrolling through on Twitter, aren't we? We're refreshing our pages and we're scrutinising every move that's made and having a comment on it that it's going to work or not work or it's going to be a flop or it's going to be an amazing signing. But these ones, we can actually, we can actually, we do have evidence to back up our claims, which is quite nice for a change, really. But I think given being someone that had a huge impact, I, I think it's nice to go for someone where you catch them at the beginning, like right at the beginning of this pod. I, I, forget, I forgot to mention David James, who moved from Watford to Liverpool in 1992, I think. And he goes on to have an incredible Premier League career. You know, so many appearances, a bit like given, but obviously more. Um, and so it's nice to sort of spot those moments as well, where someone actually starts their career, like a Robbie Savage. And we, you know, he's not, we I'm need not a keeper seeing... as well. We need a keeper. What I think will be mm. quite nice, and I'm saying this on the hoof now, I haven't thought about this before, but once we're done, I think taking a player moving from every year, every summer, we could create like a bit of a squad or an 11 of a compilation squad or of big transfers if they have to play in a squad together what that squad would look like uh you know if we took a player from every year or premier league it'd be a big squad squad of you know squad of 30 but we can we can do that we'll pick an 11 we need one with five subs don't we yeah exactly five subs european football to come you will we'll do that but you've heard it here first ladies and gents on hj football Massive transfer news, as I say. Shearer is moving lots. That's that's the news. Shearer is moving lots. Uh, off to win a title, then off not to win a title, but on a huge money move. We've got a man moving to Man United to dominate that midfield, win countless trophies in '93 in Roy Keane. We've got huge global superstars. Jurgen Klinsmann coming in '94, massive signings. Another huge global superstar, Dennis Bergkamp coming in '95, '96. We've got the big one. Andy Booth to Wednesday. No, we've got the big one. We've got we've got other big ones there. Um, the Shearer, 16 million. Again, 16 million would still buy you a very, very good footballer today. Um, and then 97, there's there's names galore. There's Overmars, there's Ginola, but there's Shea Given going on and carving a fantastic Premier League career. Um, I think that's fantastic transfer gossip. Hopefully, I think we're all going to be quoted in the Red Tops tomorrow and online on your social medias. Um, it will be trending. Shay given trending. Um, Rob, thank you for joining us and jumping on to run through transfers of yesteryear. Thank you for having me. Andrew, when we're back, we're going to we're going to be doing the next five years, surely. We will be back. Yeah, it's going to be ninety-eight through to two thousand and four next time. So um, stay tuned for that one, guys. Stay tuned. Take care.